The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. Hard to believe another Monday is upon us as Aaron Bertles joins us with Water Street Solutions. And Aaron, you and I were just talking before we started the Final Bell that I guess there is a silver lining. There is some positive, even though there was a lot of red on the screen. It wasn't as bad as what it was Sunday night into this morning. Yeah, it's never fun when you're you're trying to look at a six and a quarter lower day as a positive, but it didn't continue once we came into the day session, you know, and I don't know if that had more to do with the fact that China's still planning on coming, even though Vice Premier Liu may not come with them, or if it had to do with the fact that the market just doesn't want to go lower because we do have rain in the forecast and not a ton of planting days left until we get past that May 20th time frame, which is kind of that line in the sand for where we see a real drop off um, in the corn trend yield if we get you know, a decent amount of the corn crop planted after that time. So either way, you know, it's probably a combination of both of those things. It was not a poor close considering the the news and the overnight and and how the markets reacted uh, when you did start the session last night. We had a lot of, you know, optimism if we jump back to Friday that things were going very well when it came to talks to China and that there was some optimism we might see an end. And I don't know that they still aren't. We got to remember what all we've seen from this administration up to this point. This could just be political posturing. It could just be uh, Trump coming out and, and wanting to, to be able to show that he's not going to let China off the hook. Um, they could still get a deal done by the end of this week. So this could just be them really p- pressing it down and saying, we know we're the ones in control and we're going to show you one last time so that we can get this deal done. Cause Really, in the overnight, as poor as this is for us and as terrible as this has been for everyone here and for all the farmers, you know, like China's stocks last night uh, went down 5 to 7%. You know, that's the, mo- the biggest stock drop they've seen in 2016 from one tweet from him. You know, ours maybe went down 1%. Their currency uh, hit its lowest level in three years. So this has really taken its toll on them, and they know it. They cut the media out. Um, a lot of people who are investors over there honestly didn't have much of an idea why things were happening the way they were because there was a media blackout. So a lot of their agencies still up to this point haven't even reported the tweet or why the stocks had, had fallen that day. So it's just a different world over there. And I don't think this necessarily means that this deal is done. I think it just means that we've got a lot of other things going on here, a lot of um, politics being played. And as long as they're coming over here, the talks are going to continue. So it's not a great sign. Um, they obviously were trying to get away with some stuff here towards the end that Trump didn't want to let him off the hook on, and he made it clear. You brought up a really good point, because I think we have focused so much on the woes and the woe is be of us that we forget the opposite side of all of this discussion is the Chinese producers and the Chinese consumers during this whole trade talk war. Yeah, this has certainly been very impactful on their economy, their stock market. Um, it's not something you know everybody here looks at that often. And it's not a bad thing to be concerned about us and how terrible this has been for us, but it certainly still seems like we're the ones that have a the better place here, right? They, they're the ones that are hurting more, and we have more power in this whole thing. And that's what Trump's negotiating from. And while it's it's painful even when you have that position, 
you know, he knows it. He knows he's in that place that he can make that kind of impact with one statement. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was just trying to remind them that, hey, you know, while you're trying to back out of this, I'm going to show you just how important this might be for you to get this done. Um, I don't know any of that. You know, that's just thoughts as we head into this time frame that's going to be volatile because of weather and now because this this trade is going back and forth on whether this is going to get done but it certainly wouldn't surprise me speaking of weather it continues to be wet in many areas i look out my window it's raining which means there is no implements in the field around us but you look further east and you and i were just talking about this the mississippi river they're doing a lot of comparisons to 1993 yeah it's unbelievable you know you and i were talking about 93 and both of us you know, saw stuff during that time we didn't know if we'd ever see again in our lifetime, and uh, we're seeing it again now. So, again, it goes back to, to the support for the corn market, the amount of acres that, that could be gone in the end of this. Um, just even with the later planting is one thing, but just the acres in general is a whole other discussion. So uh, the trade's you know, really going to be watching that pretty closely, too, with the funds still having a huge short position and the corn market really being the one that has the best fundamental picture here but the weather doesn't look good this week at all um for most places uh we're you know you get one more week like this and we're running into that may 20th time frame pretty quickly now the four to ten day forecast has cleared up a little bit so some of those places that maybe don't get quite as much rain um will be able to start taking some action there in that four to ten day time frame uh, but the places that do, it doesn't matter if you're dry, then you, you get too much rain, you're not going to be able to get much done. So it will be interesting to see as you get closer and closer to that May 20th time frame, just how these crop progress reports come along. Today, you know, coming out at 3 o'clock, we'll find out most people expecting this to be somewhere around 25% uh, planted for corn. So to get to that magical, you know, 70 or 75% done, we've still got a ways to go. And you're going to need some really good days uh, for the whole corn belt to be going to to play catch up to that number. Now, there's plenty of time to get it done still, but you just got to have the 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 conditions to do so. So we'll see how the the forecasts keep coming together from here. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, coffee room chatter about do I switch from corn to beans or do I hold out and see what happens. I'm sure there is, but yeah, man, it would be tough to want to go out and plant beans with the price <laughs> the way it is, the fundamentals the way they are. Uh, you know, prevent plant may be an option, so there goes some more acres, but that would be a tough one right now, I think, for a lot of people. And unless it's really pushed back, I guess I can't see that many people making that adjustment. I could see them just keeping corn or doing nothing. Very much. Good things to think about. Stick around. We do have a lot more coming up. You are listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as Aaron Bertles joins us with Water Street Solutions. I wish folks could hear our conversation during the commercial break because it's always quite quite intriguing, the direction that we go. And, and no surprise, we talked a little bit about what's been going on in the corn and the beans. You had some interesting information, Aaron, when it came to the corn-bean ratio. Yeah, beans have been down seven sessions in a row. So this is really the widest that that 
has been between new crop corn and beans, it's at 2.23 right now. And for those that don't know, typically the most of the year that's been around 2.35, 2.4, really on a pretty straight line this year, it's stayed in that area. Uh, we're at 2.23 today, which just means the price of corn versus the price of beans. Um, and that's the, the widest that has been uh, in May since 2013. So this is the time where that number is important because this is where you're trying to determine, are you going to plant corn? Are you going to plant beans? So that's significant. And I wouldn't expect it to be able to go much below 2.2. If it does, it wouldn't be able to stay there for very long. But right now, given the situation and how many stocks we have in beans and overall the fact that they raised the South American crop again, um, overall just our carryout, uh, maybe it could go lower than that and, and do something it hasn't done in history um, and stay there for a period of time just because of how big and really just how different the stock size is for beans and the stock size is for corn, especially without having a China deal right now. So we may see some unprecedented stuff. It's not out of the questions because we're already seeing it from a carryout standpoint. So we shouldn't expect the the same things um, when we have unprecedented stocks. but. That's something that, that people will need to be watching here closely as we go through May and June. Now, typically that number matters because of planting and planting intentions. But as we just talked, people have to, to think they're going to be able to maybe make some money on that, right, as you put it in the ground. So maybe that spread doesn't matter to people as much this year if, if, if they know going to put you know beans in the ground isn't going to make any money so we'll have to see how that plays out but i just thought that was an interesting thing that that i came across today something else that you talked about that was inter- interesting and and really no rhyme or reason at this point but you look at this wheat market and you talked about kansas city wheat being the bright spot and not taking advantage of going lower yeah who would have thought uh wheat's been the the dog most of the year and, and any time and for good reason we have good stocks we haven't had great exports. We have a lot of competition. Um, the The crop this year has been in really good shape. You know, great, good, excellent rating, sixty four percent good to excellent. Expecting some of the same stuff. There are some concerns going forward a little bit with just how far behind the wheat crop is and, and quality, just because of how much rain we've gotten. But I'd say it's premature right now. But something people are talking about. But this is the first time that we've seen wheat have an open door to go lower and not decide to step through it. Right? It had every opportunity it wanted to today to make new lows and go ahead and keep going. And it seems like every time they've had that chance or the funds have had that chance with wheat this year, they've taken it. And today, to see wheat kind of be the one that stopped early and decided to turn around is, is really a good sign. It just shows that it didn't want to make new lows, uh, that there was you know selling exhaustion at that level. So that's a good sign um, not to see them take advantage of a situation that could have easily taken advantage of and, and really a place where maybe none of these things want to, at this point in time, go down and, and make new lows, but we'll have to see. Jump over to the livestock side. Speaking of doom and gloom, it still continues on this cattle market. We had some spillover pressure. What is it going to take to start jumping back to the positive, and can we blame this on China as well? I think you can today. We've had... We've had 10 days in a row now uh, of lower markets uh, for cattle. Uh, Obviously, today in the overnight session, uh, especially with hogs, I mean, hogs closed the worst out of all of them today. Uh, 
you know, a lot of that to do with the anticipated demand that we would see from China if we could get a deal done. But obviously that deal looking a little bit more off the table this morning uh, led hogs lower and then, you know, cattle followed, but came off their lows really well. I still think long term that market's going to be in a, a good place. But the funds are still long. They're still long over 100,000 contracts on corn. They're still long around 50,000 contracts on hogs. So it just gives them an open door to, to take some profits on that stuff if they get nervous about it. The places we hit today from a, a technical standpoint below that, you know, 108, 106 level versus August cattle, um, I think is a, a decent low. But we'll see, you know, with the fund links still being there, there's obviously the opportunity for that market to go lower if we continue to get bad news uh, from an economic standpoint. So the the economics overall are good, but I guess what I mean from an economic standpoint is just the, the potential of what demand could be if we could get a deal done with China. And the effects as well on the hogs has got to be there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just the... That's such a huge demand um, route that we could have with you know them having to cull a million hogs through this time frame, but it's just not going to happen until we can get a deal done and get some more positive you know uh, negotiations going on there. So with hogs and with the fact that the funds were long there, that was a pretty easy route for them to just start taking that stuff off the table today. All right, sounds good. What's the best way to get a hold of you, Aaron? Just uh, call or text at 309-680-1271 or email me at abertles at waterstreetconsulting.com. And that's the Fontenelle Fauna Bell, being brought to you by Fontenelle and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.